what's up? <laughs> now just recording a podcast. What's okay. up with you? Oh, not too much. You know what, though? What? You need a counselor. Thanks, so do you. <laughs> I do need a counselor. You're right. Welcome to You Need a Counselor. My name is Julie Johnson. I am the president and founder of Heart and Solutions. We're a strength-based counseling agency here in Iowa. We're doing telehealth therapy sessions right now. We're also doing in-office sessions and we just opened a new office in Yeah, we Ames. did. Krista <laughs> lived in Ames for a long time and yes. like spent a lot of her childhood like right close to Ames. Yep, I went to college there. So that's exciting. Um, so now we have nine. Well, we were in Ames already, but now we're in a cooler, bigger location. So we are right on the main street, which I'm so excited about. So Ames listeners, we are at 511 Duff Avenue. We are right across from, which I always want to call Hat Shell Park, but it's not. Band Shell. shell. (laughs) Hat Shell. You know, like it's a hat shell. Hat Hatch? Oh, hatch. Shell. <laughs> I was like, why is it a hatch shell? Okay, I guess. But no, it's band shell. There's like a stage there, like where bands play. I don't know if that's why I got it. It has a hatch that. shell around the back. I guess. <laughs> nope, it's band shell park. So right across the street from that, um, right by Main Street, too. It's a really good location. Um, but oh, yeah, right like behind was, the library. Yes, our parking lot is like right next to the library. Um, so like, yeah, Julie said, I'm Krista. I am the vice president at Heart and Solutions. So I'm in charge of the behavioral health department. So we do BHIS services with children ages four to 18 on different um, behavioral skills that they have. And we go in home or we also can see clients in the office, in the school or telehealth right now as well. And this is You Need a Counselor. So the mission of our podcast is that we are designed for people curious about counseling, but have barriers keeping them from experiencing the benefits bits of counseling. Our mission is to share stories about counseling, good, bad, and indifferent, and spread the message that everyone can benefit from mental health and behavioral health counseling services. We post on Sunday nights. I have finally figured out how to auto-schedule on Anchor, so. <laughs> we'll be right so, on time. Yeah, we will be right on time, <laughs> five o'clock Sunday nights. Batch up your laundry. Do not do laundry during the week. Don't do it. Save it up for Sunday nights and then put us on, make us part of your Sunday night routine so that you can kind of decompress from the weekend, get ready to start fresh and new on Monday morning and also call your counselor next week. Yes. You need one and we're going to tell you why. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's right. This is what we're doing here at Heart and Solutions. We are moving to the main streets Um, and you know, there, so I'm from Massachusetts. When I think about Iowa, I don't know. I always think like Main Street, USA. (laughs) (laughs) Small town. Small small Main Street, USA, Iowa. (laughs) And, you know, for a long time as a counseling agency, we were looking for small locations that were off of the main areas that were kind of like hidden or like on side streets. And we didn't want to be on the main streets. And now as I'm thinking about that, I mean, we spent five years of this company doing that. Mm-hmm. And when we would go look at locations, our old address and our old Ames location was, it was right near campus. It was a great location, but it was not on the main road. And we want to be on the main street. We want to be front and visible. And we want people who are driving to work and back from work, driving to school, back from school to see 
the counseling agency right there front and center because you need one. <laughs> You're going to need <laughs> one at some time. And your family members and your friends are going to need one at some time. And if you are driving by us all the time on the way to the pharmacy, on the way to the grocery store, and you are seeing us there all the time, you're going to know exactly how to get help when you need it and when your friends and family need it. We are done hiding. We are not going to hide anymore on those side streets. We are all about Main Street USA. <laughs> and you know what's weird? I don't know if this correlates, but our last two months, we just opened our Grundy Center location, which is now on Main Street. And all of our referrals have been like over a hundred referrals a month the last couple of months. So maybe that kind of correlates like people seeing us and, oh, I should contact a therapist because I need one of those because you see it more often. I think so because like how many times do we, do people think, oh, it would be great if I had a counselor, right? Or like, I would love to just have somebody to talk to about this situation and I can't talk to my family because it's about them. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so how often do people have that thought? And then the very next barrier is like, where do I even go? Like, I don't even know any counselors. I don't counselors, you know? And it's so weird because it's like, yeah, if I need to go to the dentist, like I know exactly where the dentist is in town. If I need to go to the pharmacy, I know exactly where that is. I know where the dog groomers is. You know, if I got a dog tomorrow, I'd know where to bring that dog to the vet or to the groomer. All of these places that, yeah, when you need them, it's great to know where they are. But then people get into like counseling agencies because this is a thing. This is a trend in the field where agencies are hiding and we do it because now we didn't have any bad intent with it, right? We had a reason behind trying to hide on these side streets. We thought, well, you know, people might not want to be seen at the counseling agency. People might not want to, we're feeding into the stigma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Are saying, oh, well, our clients might be ashamed to be taking care of their mental wellness. So we we'll should make it easier. Yeah, like let's yeah. make it easier to hide. Why? Why should anybody be ashamed to take care of their mental health? Why? There's no reason for that. And by hiding intentionally, we're supporting that thought process. We're supporting that idea of like, you can't be seen doing this. You need to hide this. This needs to be a secret. It doesn't have to be. Like you're, nobody's hiding at the dentist. Nobody's going to the chiropractor and going, oh, I hope nobody sees me at the chiropractor. (laughs) They might think that I'm taking care of my back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's silly to think about. But yeah, people do think that, or we were thinking that, but yeah, it is feeding into the stigma. Like everyone, I mean, mental health is so known and like everyone, a lot of people are in counseling now. So like, yeah, why hide that? Why hide it? Yeah. But we were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> we're done hiding. Like, it, I, I just think it speaks to like how easy it is to get into that, right? Because that those are the messages that we get about counseling or that we see in movies or TV about counseling is like, nope, you don't tell people about it, right? Like you hide. Mm-hmm. And we, we didn't even realize that we were yeah. doing the exact same thing we are not ashamed of the services that we provide. And like, we, nobody needs to be ashamed to get these services. They are good services and we're not ashamed of them. Like we're proud of these, the way that we are helping people to achieve their goals and to like feel more comfortable in their lives and feel more comfortable in who they are. That's really important work. And it's not something 
to be hiding. It's just something to be showcasing. Mm -hmm. So with our actions here, with these moves that we're making, we're being really, really intentional about that. I encourage every counselor to do this. Go move to Main Street (laughs) if you're a counselor listening to this. Um, And if you're somebody who's thinking about going to counseling, right? And thinking like, oh, do I want to go someplace on Main Street? What if some, I just want to encourage you, own this, just own it. Just know that like, it's okay to have those feelings and thoughts because those are, we had them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're the professionals here and we had them. So it's okay if you're going through that. And if you're having that experience and those thoughts and feelings of like, I can't do it, it's too embarrassing, or I don't want to be seen out there seeing a counselor, just know that like, if that's where you are right now, it's okay. It really, really is okay. We've been there, right? But also that change is possible because we've also been through that Mm -hmm. um, and been able to see that in ourselves and and overcome that. Anyway, we just want to encourage anybody else with that. And we hope that when you see us on Main Street, that's the message that, that is coming across to everybody. Two episodes ago, we talked about pet loss and we talked about, we got like really serious for once in our lives. (laughs) Cried. (laughs) Yeah, it was a really, really real episode. And I think that that's so important that this, I mean, yeah, we're, we're a mental health counselor and a behavioral health counselor, but we're people. And I think it's just really important that everybody understand and like, get to see a little bit that like your counselor is a person. Like, I think that there's this idea that like counselors are perfect (laughs) or that they should be perfect or that, you know, like, well, I I don't want to go see this counselor because they're like an authority figure and they have their life all together. And I don't. And (laughs) like, we don't either. (laughs) We don't either. No, (laughs) nobody does. Nobody no. does. And nobody says it. Like nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> Trust yeah. me. Um, and so like, I think that it's just so important that you guys as listeners get to hear that like, we are just people. We're just people that want to help other people. And, um, and how like helpful was it? I don't, well, Chris, I don't know how helpful it was to you, but for me, it was so helpful to talk about Franny. Yeah. That episode. I want to give a little bit of follow up to anybody who listened to the pet loss episode. So that was two weeks ago. Um, that following Saturday, after we recorded that episode, our cat Franny did pass away. That was just so hard. Um, mm-hmm. She had been sick from, uh, she had been sick a, a while, but she had really, really just started to go limp and like just lay on the couch and drool. And she did like, and she, she was not good from like Monday to, to Saturday. I think one of the most interesting parts is just how my daughter reacted to it and took it. So my daughter's four, um, this is the first loss that she's, uh, had in our family here and, uh, that she would remember. And, she, so the backstory on this is that she was, we were going to go that weekend to a water park hotel. Right. And I say water park hotel, but like she's four. So that's what I'm calling it. (laughs) But really what it is, is like a hotel with a pool that has like a slide into the (laughs) the pool, water park, you know, when you're four, 
that's that's a water there's park. a slide so yeah that's right that's right <laughs> so uh we were gonna go to this water park hotel saturday night and then friday night franny was still just not doing well and so we called in to the hotel and we said hey we we gotta cancel um this appointment and we told monica or this reservation we told monica and she was so sad about the water park <laughs> and not about and so and she's four and so we said you know franny's very sick and she might die and so we don't want to leave her alone um and immediately my four-year-old says well i hope franny dies soon so we can go <laughs> And I said, okay, no, that's, <laughs> that's not the message I'm trying to, you know, get, get across here. Um, but totally normal four-year-old reaction, you know, mm -hmm. completely typical. Um, they're very me-centered. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I want to go to a water park and this is standing in my way. Uh, so anyway, Saturday night, uh, Monica had come up, we had tucked her in. I went down again to check on Franny and she had passed. So um, just within the time we had come upstairs and done bedtime. And so I, I went back upstairs uh, to, to tell Monica. Um, and this was, yeah, this was Saturday night. And so I went upstairs, I told Monica, and she said, well, there's good news and there's bad news. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, what's, what's the good news? And what's the bad news? <laughs> and she said, well, the good news is, or the bad news is that Franny died. But the good news is that we can go to the water park now. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh my God, no. First of all, it's Saturday night. Like we are not going to the water park. <laughs> um, but, you know, again, very normal, very, very age appropriate response to, to this death. And then equally age appropriate, she had a complete meltdown about having to read one of her bedtime stories because I, I make her read a few words in the story. Got to a word that felt a little bit challenging and she had a complete and total four-year-old meltdown, right? Yelling, screaming, trying to like flail and kick, right? Completely age appropriate um, for this, having just had this loss that she doesn't understand like clearly she mm -hmm. doesn't understand because yeah. she is wants to go to the water park and thinks that this is a good thing right so after that she got calmed back down again and uh and she then she started saying well where is franny and i said well she's she's dead and she said well but no but where is she and so then i said well do you mean like where's her body like where what are you asking me and she said yeah Where's her body? I want to see it. And I said, no. Um, so, I mean, very, like, still age appropriate, curious, but like, as a mom, I'm like, no, I don't want to no, show you a dead cat. No. <laughs> um, but she was insistent. She wanted to see it. And I said, and I said, why do you want to see a dead cat? And she said, because it reminds me of Franny. Aww. And so I said, okay, well, you know, tomorrow we're going to go bury her so you can see her then. And so we went out, we dug a hole the next day um, and we had a towel over her. We had put her in the garage and, um, and we showed her Franny's body. 
And um, I just thought it was important, you know, she, she clearly needed and was communicating to me very in no uncertain terms, <laughs> I need uh, to see this cat's body. I need to see what you're talking about. And so I said, okay. Um, and it just looked like she was sleeping, right? And she said, oh, okay, okay, let's bury her. And so we buried her Aww. and, uh, and now, so it was interesting to me because I didn't know what would happen next. And then two times in the last two weeks, she has asked, can we go outside and visit Franny? And so the first time I was like, no, <laughs> no, we can't. Uh, but, but then she said, no, I want to go see the place where we buried her. And so I said, oh uh, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's go out there and do that. So we did. And then she stood out there and she said, Franny, you're a good cat. Aww. And we love you, Franny. And, uh, and that was it. And then she went to play in the swing. And then uh, just the other day, she said again, you know, and it's been almost two weeks. And she said, I, can we go outside and, and see the place where we buried Franny? I said, yeah, yeah, okay. So we went out and she, we stood there and she said, we miss you and you're a good cat. Oh, <laughs> and um, which she also said, which is just so funny to me because like, this is what my husband said uh, at her funeral was like, I hope... I hope you're in cat heaven and I hope there's a lot of laps for you to sit on. And so when, uh, when Monica went out there the other day, she was like, I hope you're on a lot of laps. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so cute. Um, so, you know, it, it really has been an interesting process and the counseling has been so helpful to me because I've had two counseling sessions now one where Franny was sick and then one, you know, after she had passed, it was so helpful to me as a parent. Like, not only am I, do I have all of this stuff that we talked about in that video about like being a parent and losing this cat and that other cat and all of that stuff to work out. But also now I'm help trying to help her process and we're doing like simultaneous grief processing here. Mm-hmm. And her actions are impacting me. <laughs> you know, like, how dare you say you hope my cat will die? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's my cat. Completely age appropriate. She's like four. Yeah. she's four. It's completely age appropriate, right? But it still impacts me and complicates my grief a little bit, right? And so, for me to be able to go to counseling and to talk about this situation and talk through, like Monica did this, like what the heck. <laughs> has just been really, really helpful. So, and the thing is that like these kinds of things, like in the scope of my lifetime, right? Franny's death is not like a milestone, major life-changing event, right? As these things happen in our lives, if we have that consistent counselor that we're talking to every week or every other week, then when these things do happen, they don't build up on us. We can move through them and leave them in the past, move through them instead of letting them like stick to us, right? And then complicate further things that happen in our lives. Um, And so all of this situation with Franny has just really, really highlighted to me again, 
why this podcast matters. <laughs> and like, you know, I mean, we're, we're 15 episodes in here. Right. And mm -hmm. so it's like, how many times can you say you need a counselor, but really like you need a counselor. <laughs> um, and, and these things, every time something like this comes up, it just reinforces that. Like, yes, I'm so glad to have that. Even though there are weeks where I'm like, nothing's really new. Right. <laughs> okay. Because stuff like this comes up immediately. I'm processing in real time and I can move through it. So that was my update on <laughs> Franny. Um, really just sad situation, but again, like all of these are natural things that happen and the, these are part of life and having that counselor there to be able to process through all of that stuff is super helpful. And if you are a parent, you need a counselor <laughs> because <laughs> like your kids are going to do all kinds of things, age appropriate or not. We're going to be like, what? Your feelings? <laughs> like, yes, like hurt your Good feelings. Good news. Franny died. Good yes. news. <laughs> show me your dead cat. Like, no, like, you know, they're going to say all kinds of things where you're like, I don't, I don't want to do that, but, mm -hmm. but it's okay. We can process through. So, so this episode we wanted to talk about, we've mainly talked about that, but mainly our episode, we wanted to talk about medication management um, because this is a hot topic situation. And I feel like even with our guests, we've had a fair amount of guests come on and talk about like not wanting to, having that hesitancy in the beginning of, I didn't want to go on medication. And so mm -hmm. I didn't get a counselor. And recently um, a friend of mine posted on Facebook and, uh, and said, I would get a counselor, right? Cause she like, she knows I'm doing this. <laughs> okay. And she said, I would get a counselor, but I don't want to go on medication. And I said, okay. Yeah, the same. <laughs> That's fine. And so, but it really opened my eyes to this idea that like, that I think is out there, kind of this misinformation and this misconception that's out there, which is like totally understandable. Like when you see therapists in movies, they've got their prescription pad out. <laughs> like, You're laying on a couch, they're writing out a prescription. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right? And when you see like, I mean, some of the biggest ones, um, if I think about like cultural counselors, what we would consider a counselor, Dr. Malfi from The Sopranos, <laughs> she was a psychiatrist. <laughs> um, Lucy from Peanuts, okay? Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> baby, right? And she says like, psychiatry, five cents. Yeah. <laughs> She's a psychiatrist. <laughs> um, we, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Fraser Crane. Right, Fraser from Cheers and Fraser Crane and Niles Crane from uh, the show Fraser, which is like one of my top ten probably favorite shows ever. I love that show. They're psychiatrists. <laughs> they are they are psychiatrists, but they do counseling, and so it's very confusing because mm -hmm. they're medical doctors. They are psychiatrists. They can prescribe. Right, some of the episodes they're prescribing, but uh, they're also there are episodes where they're doing counseling. And so it's very, very confusing. So when we think about the, and then like, what does everybody think too? Sigmund Freud, right? Mm -hmm. But what was he? He was a psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, when we have these like cultural ideas of like, who is a counselor, these are top ones that pop up. Is there anybody who pops up for you? And I was trying to think when you were saying it, but like, 
I don't know, honestly, like off the top of my head that I could think of, but I was like, I should have thought about this earlier. But yeah, I mean, like you're right though, like all of those people you're naming, they don't call themselves therapists in the shows, but that's what people see them as and think that's what they're doing. So yeah, it's confusing. Cause yeah, if you think about it though, yeah, they're all psychiatrists. Like even um, in Peanuts, she doesn't even say like therapy, it says psychiatry. So yeah, very different. Yeah. It's very different. I love Lucy too. She's got her little can of <laughs> five cents. Yeah. <laughs> I need to dress Monica up as Lucy for how Oh my gosh, yes, that'd be cute. That's going to happen probably next year. <laughs> <laughs> it makes so much sense why people would be confused. So if you are confused about like, what is a counselor? What is, what is a mental health counselor? What is a social worker? What it like, is a social worker DHS, right? Sometimes that's what people They're think. called social workers. Yeah. They're called social workers, right? <laughs> so if I call us and uh, talk to a social worker, is that DHS, right? Like, what is this person? Or is this person like a resource person, right? What does that even mean? We're going to tell you. Um, also, like people hear the word psychologist all the time. Like, what does that even mean? What is that? And then psychiatrist, which is completely very, very similar, right? Psychologist, psycho psychiatrist, <laughs> mental health counselor. So if you are somebody who's confused by that, like, just know that like, that's because it's confusing. That's not because you're <laughs> confused. It's because it is confusing. So just know that we want you to leave this episode being able to know the difference between those three. Okay. So what are we here at Hurt and Solutions? We are mental health counselors. Okay. So we don't prescribe medication. Mental health counselors do not prescribe medication. Social workers do not prescribe medication. If you're somebody who thinks like, you know, it would be really great to just have somebody to talk to about these situations or like just somebody who I can process things with or can like maybe give me new perspective on things, but you're worried that they're gonna try to like write you a prescription or like make you take medication, good news <laughs> because a mental health counselor counselor cannot prescribe to you, even if they wanted to, <laughs> even if they like decided they wanted to for some reason, and they said, you need medication, they can't not allow, right? So there are two kinds of, there are several kinds of licensed mental health counselors. In Iowa, it's licensed mental health counselor. Uh, and then there are also temporarily licensed mental health counselors, which doesn't mean they're on probation. <laughs> a lot of times people think that. Um, so they'll see like, oh, you, you're only temporary because they used to be called provisional. And so you, they, they would be like, oh, you're only temporary or you're provisional. Like, did you do something wrong? And that's why you're, it's just because they are less than two years out. And sometimes they've been graduated with their master's degree for like years, but they haven't gotten enough supervision hours to get that full licensed mental health counselor, right? And they're called different things in each state. And if you just kind of Google your state and mental health counseling, it will tell you what that is called in your state, okay? Social workers too, okay? So in our state, a social worker, an L-I-S-W, is a licensed independent social worker. That person can also do mental health counseling. So if you come into Heart and Solutions for mental health counseling and you, your person who you're seeing has LISW behind their name, they're not DHS, 
they're not a social worker in terms of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to help you with resources and things like that. They are there as a mental health counselor for you. Okay. Um, and then LMSWs here in Iowa means licensed masters of social work. Okay. And that just means that again, they have graduated with their masters and they need to have a certain amount of supervision hours, client hours to be able to be an independently licensed social worker. If you are going to a mental health counselor or a mental health therapist, they are not allowed to prescribe you medication. If you're looking for just somebody to talk to, that's who you want to talk to. Mm -hmm. That's the person. Um, you know, a lot of times people will go to see a psychiatrist and then they'll be really disappointed that that person didn't talk to them, like that they didn't get to tell their story to that person, that they didn't get to share what happened that week with that person. That's because that person is not there to do necessarily the mental health counseling part. Right. So if that's what you're looking for, somebody to talk to weekly, to process through what's going on, to tell them about your week and they can kind of challenge and, and, um, and help you think about things maybe in a different way or help you look at things from different perspectives. You want a mental health counselor, mental health counselor. Okay. The next thing is a psychologist and some mental health counselors call themselves psychologists, okay? Psychologists are allowed to do mental health counseling, okay? So some psychologists do mental health counseling. This is why it's confusing, right? It's like a lesson for me too. Yeah. But, <laughs> but psychologists typically have a PhD in psychology, okay? They also are typically engaging in research, about counseling, about mental health, about brain chemistry, about um, different evidence-based practices, okay? So they are more on the, I'm not gonna speak for every psychologist, but typically they are more on the research, like analysis side. So when you think about like Sigmund Freud out there, you know, like taking notes on his patient and saying like, this is my theory on this and this is my theory on that, right? He was a psychiatrist, he was a medical doctor, but he was doing really, what he was doing was psychology. He was taking a psychological approach, not necessarily a mental health counseling approach. Does that make sense, Krista? Yes. And I honestly didn't know the difference from a psychologist and a psychiatrist. So I knew psychiatrists from therapist, but yes, that was informational for me too. But yes, I think you're making sense. It's confusing. Like, yeah. so a lot of, and we get a lot of um, applicants sometimes, right, who are applying for therapy jobs to be a mental health counselor, but they've got a degree in psychology. It's different, right? Mm -hmm. When you hear about like all of these like mental health experiments on lab rats and monkeys and stuff, that's psychologists. <laughs> And psychiatrists, that is not mental health counselors, okay? No, we don't do that. We don't do like lab rat experiments. No. We are there for support to you, the client. We are going to be the ones who are, so the mental health counselors are going to be the ones who are going to be there with you 
week in and week out. We're the ones who know your name. We know your kids' names. We know your husband's name, right? We are the ones who are going to really get into what is going on with you as a person um, and really get into like details of, you know, even when we're doing specialized interventions with you. So let's say we're doing um, EMDR, which is a very specialized trauma-focused type of intervention. We still are meeting with you every week and doing EMDR on your specific situation, right? And we're really getting into depth with what's going on with you specifically, okay? So licensed mental health counselor is the one that we are. It's the one that if you're looking for somebody to process with, like, to have a therapeutic relationship with, I think that's a huge piece of it. That is going to be your mental health counselor. Psychologist. Psychologists usually have a PhD in psychology. They are uh, typically doing more like research side of things, but they can do that weekly mental health counseling as well, right? So there is crossover, which is why it is confusing. Psychiatrist. (laughs) Psychiatrist is a medical doctor. Um, So just like your doctor goes to medical school and then maybe decides like, oh, I'm going to specialize in internal medicine, right? Or I'm going to be a podiatrist. Podiatrist is such a good example. Do you want, did you watch Fuller House, Krissa? Um, Only the first season of it. (laughs) I know, I'm kind of surprised I haven't continued watching it. It's so cheesy. (laughs) That's why I didn't continue watching it. I watched the whole thing, but I turned it on at my mom's house because we were like, I was there and I was like, oh, I want to just watch as much of this as I can while I'm on vacation. And when did that come out? Like a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I turned it on and my mom was like, what is this nonsense? Show? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't, it's nostalgia. Like that's why I want. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, DJ's boyfriend, Steve from high school, uh, spoiler alert, he's a podiatrist. <laughs> So he specializes in feet, right? So that's a really good kind of comparison of what a psychiatrist is. A psychiatrist is somebody who goes into medical school just the same way like a, a podiatrist would go to medical school. And then the podiatrist or like your OBGYN, right? Like they went to medical school and then they specialize in this different areas and the psychiatrist specializes in the brain, right? Instead of your feet. Like that's the only difference, right? Between the medical doctor who deals with your feet and the medical doctor who uh, writes prescriptions for and and helps you through mental health concerns, right? Is So they're focused on the mind. Their focus mainly is on its medical model. So their main focus is on the body, what's happening in your body, right? There, that's why medication is a really common um, intervention for psychiatrists is because they're looking at your brain chemistry, right? They're looking at like what's inter- like physically happening in your brain. They're not looking at your thoughts. They're not looking at your feelings necessarily, right? Like they're looking at the chemistry and the components and like all the different things that are happening inside your brain, like they're looking at brain scans, where's your brain lighting up for certain things, right? That's what they're looking at. And that's why they're going to be, that's why they utilize medication as an intervention there 
just like your podiatrist might, right? Or like, just like your internal medicine person is going to recommend medication to you. They are a medical doctor, just like any other doctor that you would go to. And in the same way, you're not meeting with like your primary care doctor, right? Every week to tell them about like, well, I'd I'd like to, um, okay, so here's an example. I had fatty liver disease um, last year. I was diagnosed. I I left a team meeting and went straight to the ER (laughs) because I was having chest pains, right? This was... this is not a good thing at 34. Okay. So what you want. And so, um, I had to get an, an ultrasound for that. My liver enzymes were through the roof. Um, and I had fatty liver disease. They confirmed it. The first symptom of fatty liver disease, or one of the first symptoms is that you are fatigued. And then one of the second symptoms is you die. Like there's not nothing in between there. Right. And the only treatment is lose weight that's the only treatment. And so they, you know, he could have given me medication if in that situation I had like needed medication for it, but there really isn't medication for it. It's just do this. And so he wrote me a prescription, but the only prescription he could give me was like, you need to lose weight. Okay. (laughs) Um, And so that's kind of the equivalent, right? If I go to a psychiatrist and I say, I'm having anxiety symptoms he's going to write me a prescription or she's going to write me a prescription for an anti-anxiety. And they're not going to meet with me every week. Like Mm -hmm. my doctor didn't meet with me every week about like, okay, well, in order to lose weight, like, what are you doing? What's your workout? How did your workouts go this week? How did your meal prepping go this week? How did whatever? Like they didn't meet with me weekly about that. Um, And that's the same is true for your psychiatrist. They are equivalent, right? They're the same. And so your medical doctor, like it would be the same as going to your medical doctor and then being upset that they're not like spending an hour and listening to you right? and what's going on, like processing with you, what's happening with your, like why you can't lose weight. That's not their role. Um, And the same is true for your psychiatrist. So I think a lot of times people go to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist just writes them a prescription. And then they're like, well, counseling's stupid because (laughs) that person didn't even listen to me. And that person like just wanted to give me medication and I don't want medication pushed on me. Like, or I, you know, I want to actually think about it and process through if I want to do medication and try other options first, maybe. And what I think that the, the misunderstanding just culturally that we have about what is a mental health counselor, what is a psychologist, what is a psychiatrist, really limits people's ability to benefit from the use of a mental health counselor because they maybe go in looking for a mental health counselor, but they get a psychologist or they get a psychiatrist and that's not what they wanted. The same is true though for us. So sometimes we will get clients that call in and what they're really looking for is a either a psychologist, right? Because they want testing done on them. They want different kinds of testing done um, on themselves or on their child, right? So they're looking for a psychologist or they're looking for a psychiatrist because they want medication. They Mm -hmm. don't want to spend the time every week going to counseling, right? They want like, let me come in one time, you write me a prescription and I take that pill every day and everything's good. Like that's what a lot of, like sometimes people will come in to count and they'll do that. And then we're like, okay, we'll see you next week. And they're like, what? No, just give me my- just, I just wanted no. a prescription. Right, right. Yeah. So it, it really is like, if you go into that appointment thinking that you're seeing somebody that you're not, 
then you're going to be disappointed. If I go into, um, if, oh, okay. So Joe always says this. He always says like, there's nothing worse than taking a sip of something that you think is one thing and it is something else. (laughs) You might love orange juice, right? Like who doesn't like orange juice? Orange juice is great. But if you take a sip of that and you think you're taking a sip of Coke (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. you get a giant swig of orange juice, like that, you are not going to like that. And then if you thought like, wow, that's the worst Coke I've ever drank, (laughs) right? Coke is bad. I'm not drinking Coke anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Because we went into it with a different expectation of what it is. When Joe first got like actual Chinese food, he thought that um, water chestnuts were potatoes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, do you guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. So so he took a bite of it and they're crunchy, like they're good and he likes them, but they're like like crunchy. They could be potatoes, I guess. And that is a disgusting potato. they don't taste like potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) So he would have been like, that Chinese food restaurant is horrible. Their potatoes are crunchy. It's that same idea, right? If we go into something, um, a service, and we think we're getting a different service than what we actually end up getting, we're going to have potentially a negative experience, right? So it's just really important that, um, that we try to spread that message as much as possible about what are the differences between the three. So if you go to a psychologist or a mental health counselor, you need fear not about medication. You, if you are a person who is not seeing a counselor weekly because you are afraid that they are going to make you take medication, unless you are a danger to yourself and others, they're not going to push that on you, okay? And if they do, you, you go see another counselor, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call us. Um, because yeah. we're not going to push, we might suggest it and we might say, hey, this is an option to you. And we might process that out with you over the next couple of weeks, months, years, right? We might have the discussion with you, but we can't prescribe to you. We're just going to give you all of the options. And unless you're a danger to yourself and others, that is your choice and your decision. So if you do have a mental health counselor that is like, you really need to be taking medication, you really need to be taking medication, and you're not a danger to yourself and others, then advocate for yourself. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and seek out another counselor who's willing to have a conversation with you about it and to hear you out. Okay. Hopefully I've described it in a way that makes sense. Um, and Krista, I'm going to use you as the monitor of whether, whether this made sense or not. So can you tell me the difference? Yeah, I'm going to quiz you. (laughs) And it's really quizzing myself. Like it's just, did I explain this in a way that makes sense? So Krista, from listening to this, what's the difference between the three? Okay, so mental health counselor is a therapist, so they can either be a licensed mental health counselor or a licensed independent social worker or a temporary licensed mental health counselor or licensed masters of social work. Um, are they DHS? They are not DHS. Not so sometimes DHS. DHS workers are called social workers. They're not the same thing. Then a psychiatrist is a doctor who went to medical school to study the mind and to give medication for the mind. So if you want medication, that's who you go to. And then a psychologist, it has a doctor in psychology and they're the ones who do like more experiments and um, studies on the mind and they do not prescribe medication either. But psychiatrists and psychologists can do counseling on top of their other stuff that they do also, correct? 
Gold star. Okay. <laughs> I passed. You passed with flying <laughs> colors. 100%. This is so confusing for people. And like, it can be very anxiety provoking, right? Like when I'm calling this place to make this appointment, who am I actually calling? Like, who am I getting scheduled with? Right. Because sometimes you call in and a lot of places have all three there, right? Like they, or they have mental health counselors and they have psychiatrists there. Um, and they do medication management, but they also do weekly mental health counseling. And so our hope with this episode is that we are arming you guys, the listeners, with all of the information that you need to really advocate for yourself. So before you make that phone call, decide for yourself, what am I looking for in this? Like what would be most helpful to me and my situation? Am I looking for somebody to meet with weekly or biweekly or monthly to really build a therapeutic relationship to maybe like get to know what's going on with my life and why I'm having these situations happen and help me to maybe see things in a different way or help me to like see my own blind spots, right? That's what my counselor does. She's like, oh, Julie, oh no. which is fine because we have the therapeutic relationship and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with her doing that. If that's what you want, you, when you call in, you say, I want mental health counseling. If you don't want that, right. If you're like, I, uh, I want medication, right? Like that is what I want. I want medication. Then tell them, I want to see the psychiatrist. Okay. I want to see the psychiatrist. There aren't too many situations where you would maybe specifically ask for a psychologist, but if you are, the only real way you would ask specifically for a psychologist is if you are looking for testing, okay? Um, You're you're needing specific testing, maybe for like an IEP plan at school. Um, So like your education, individualized educational plan at school for your child, they may say you need to get him this or her, this specific kind of test, psychiatric testing um, or psychological testing, um, or like maybe you're for a job or something, right? Like you have to do the psychological test. And so if you need that for that purpose, then that would be a place that you would go and you would say, I need psychological testing, psychological testing. So ask, knowing what it is that you want and then asking for what it is that you want, knowing that you've got this information now to back you up, to know that you're asking for the right thing. Because the last thing we want is for you to go to a psychiatrist looking for that therapeutic connection and that weekly situation and not getting it. And then thinking like counseling's dumb. There's no, right? Like I can't, it it doesn't work. It's not helpful. Versus if you are just looking for medication and then you go to a mental health counselor, you're going to be disappointed there too, Mm -hmm. right? It's taking a swig of root beer when you think it's Coke, like it's not good. No, you don't, you don't want it. And you might like root beer, but like when you're expecting Coke, it tastes gross. Mm -hmm. So we hope that this is helpful to you. We will link, um, the, some articles that we found that just kind of helped us like conceptualize what we were going to, how we were going to describe it and explain it to you guys. So we'll link that in the notes, um, on YouTube and on the podcast. Uh, so, uh, if you're in Iowa, call us at Heart and Solutions. We are we are not psychologists and we are not, not psychiatrists. psychiatrists. We do not prescribe you medication. If you do want both, 
we are um, contracted with local psychiatrists. And so if you want both, we would start you out with mental health counseling in our office. But then if you decide you do want medication and you ask us like, hey, can you help me get medication? We have a contract with local psychiatrists where we can get you in faster. So if we call you in, um, sometimes those waiting lists are like three months to see a psychiatrist, mm -hmm. right? That's two long. Um, but if we call you in as our client, uh, we can get you in within usually like two weeks, okay, two, three weeks. So we can help you get a psychiatrist and get in with a psychiatrist if you want that. If you don't want that, that's also fine. We do the talk therapy here, okay, the therapeutic relationship. So you can call us at 800-531-4236. You can find us at www.heartandsolutions.net, uh, at Facebook, at facebook.com forward slash heart and solutions, or on Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest. Follow our mm -hmm. Pinterest. Yeah. We never talk about Pinterest. <laughs> we don't. It's iHeart no. Solutions, iHeart Solutions, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Krista does our Pinterest and it is awesome. It is. If you're curious about like what activities you might do in counseling, it's sorted by what goals you might have. So if your goal is like impulse control, there's a bunch of impulse control activities or coping skills, there's coping skill activities. So you can kind of see what types of different activities we might use based on what goals you would have. So yeah, follow us on there. Yeah, follow us on there. It's Pinterest is such a great resource. We love mm -hmm. that. Um, so you can call us there. Uh, or message us there to get more information. Um, also, you can follow You Need a Counselor podcast on any of those as well on Instagram and on Facebook too. Yeah. And like Julie mentioned at the beginning, we do post every Sunday night at five and we now Julie figured out how to schedule posts. So those will be coming out right on time, Sundays at five. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify or on Apple Music or anywhere else where podcasts are. We also have a YouTube channel as well. So feel free to follow or subscribe to any of those to listen to us. And then you won't forget when we come out with a new episode. Um, listen to it Sundays while you do laundry or Mondays while you're getting ready for the week and help you remember to call your counselor as well. Yeah. And check out episode 13. If you haven't listened to episode 13, then the beginning half of this Franny situation might not have made very much sense, but go listen yeah. to it. That was a good episode. Um, it was good. I really, really enjoyed that. So um, go listen to episode 13. That'll make this episode make a lot more sense. Uh, and so you can also send us questions or feedback or different tips um, to our Facebook messenger at You Need a Counselor um, podcast. You can also send them to us on Instagram, send us a DM over there too. And if you want, we will answer the question on the podcast, um, or we will just send you a message back. So just let us know what you would prefer. Um, also, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, yeah. send us a message, please. We love having guests on this podcast. We have, I've learned so much mm -hmm. um, from our guests. So it's just been really, really great. So if you have an idea for a podcast episode and you would like to be a guest on here, let us know. We would love that. We're already booking up for 2021. Which yeah. Is like next Thanksgiving. <laughs> We're booking for next Thanksgiving right now. Um, yeah. It's incredible. Uh, it's just been, what a cool, what a cool ride this is. Um, so yeah, send us, send us your questions and messages there too. And like um, we said at the beginning, I'm Krista Brown. And I'm Julie Johnson and we need a counselor. And so do you. Bye. Bye.